Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr., and today I'm bringing you a special solo episode where I'm going to share my thoughts around social injustice. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on around the country right now, and it's easy for us to look at this chapter and say, wow, this is something new, and it's really not. I can remember this kind of stuff happening multiple times just throughout my lifetime. Just a few years ago here in Charlottesville, we were kind of the center of the universe in terms of race riots and social injustice. And uh, I've seen this thing before. And then you look at history and and this has been going on for a long time. So it's time for me to speak up and to share my view. I hope my words aren't twisted. I hope my words aren't taken out of context. And I hope you understand where this is coming from inside of me, in my heart. Looking back through my life, I found myself in leadership positions all throughout my life. Uh, Wrestling team captain in high school, wrestling team captain in college, cross-country team captain in high school, you know, so division one head coach. I've been in management positions. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur and business owner multiple times, but I've never been that vocal or outspoken person on difficult issues, whether it was a teammate not carrying his weight or confronting family on difficult issues or social injustice. And I understand that my silence is a contributor to the problem of social injustice. You know, I always encourage my clients to consider what role they play in any challenge that they're facing, you know, whether it's at work or some conflict with their boss or this promotion they haven't been able to get or, you know, in a relationship or otherwise, you know, what is your role? I always challenge them to explore that. And social injustice demands all of that attention and more. You know, recent events and conversations around social injustice have prompted me to want to explore the unconscious ways that I might be contributing to this problem. Uh, A few years back, I remember I was in a business meeting having breakfast with this woman who said to me, you know, Jim is a white male. It must be very hard for you. I wasn't certain what she meant initially, and my look must have communicated that because she went on and she's like, you must feel attacked. And I realized what she was referring to. She was talking about the discussion that white people, especially white men who hold the lion's share of wealth and power in America are being pointed to as the problem. And I found her comments unsettling for the exact reasons that, that she just had just mentioned. And, you know, white men actually hold much of the wealth and power in our country. And we've seen that not just recently, but all throughout history. You know, I believe in the incredible power of our unconscious mind. It's something that I talk a lot about in my personal performance coaching with my clients. You know, for my entire life, the messages that my unconscious mind received through, you know, whether it was watching the news or meeting with influential people or raising money from wealthy people or or simply just, you know, moving through the world, they all communicated a subtle, unintentional message that People who look like you hold the wealth and power in the world, so you can too. So no, I don't feel attacked. No, it's not hard for me. No, I don't feel disadvantaged. You know, I've never spent a day, or I should say, I never feel disadvantaged because of the color of my skin, right? We can, we can always find ways that, that we are disadvantaged, but you know, the color of my skin certainly doesn't feel to me as something that disadvantages me. You know, I've never spent a day walking a mile in a black man's shoes. 
But if I were black and I, I took a late night walk through my own neighborhood, you know, down the dark trails that wander like close to backs of homes and whatnot, like, would I feel differently? I ask myself that question and the answer is yes. People would look at me a little closer. They would stare at me maybe just a little longer. And I don't think I would feel as safe and others might feel less safe around me all because of the color of my skin. You know, Ahmad Arbery was out for a run and he was killed. Christian Cooper was bird watching in Central Park in New York when a woman called the police on him. Emmett Till in 1955, he was lynched and mutilated by two white men for a crime he never committed. And these stories are endless. I mean, endless stories. Regardless of race, all of us have fears. All of us. And regardless of race, bad things happen, right? Murders happen. Senseless attacks happen. Victimization happens. However, I don't have to worry about the ones that are related to the color of my skin. In fact, I know that because of the color of my skin, I'm probably a little more accepted in certain circles. Not because anyone has open racism in these circles, but simply because I'm similar to them and they're similar to me. It's kind of like when I'm around other people who graduated from the University of Virginia, just like me, or when I'm around other wrestlers, just like me, or I'm around other people from my hometown of Pittsburgh, like me. And to a degree, I feel that same way, just consciously, it's consciously, I can barely consciously perceive this feeling when I'm around other white people. And this isn't just me. You know, most of the clients who seek me out are white. I sense that black personal performance coaches tend to have more black clients than I do. Women coaches probably have more women clients than I do. But this becomes a problem when there are negative consequences like we're seeing across the country right now. I used to say, I remember I used to always say that I used to say, I don't see color. And I thought that was okay to say that. But it just discounted the unconscious processes that lead to social injustice. But if there's something you don't see, you can't fix it. A bias exists in all of us, whether we're consciously aware of it or not, whether it's around our hometown or our alma mater or race. Just like finding success in any area of our lives, whether it's relationships or diet or money, it doesn't matter. We first have to be aware before we can do something. And then from this awareness comes intentional as well as unconscious changes in our actions and in our words. Just the same as an awareness of your potential to become a champion athlete or, or to start a successful business or get that promotion results in both intentional and unconscious change. And so as a leader myself, learning to be more vocal and more outspoken, I'm hungry for growth. And I welcome your suggestions, whether it's educational resources or books or videos or otherwise. And I'll leave you with this. I encourage you to explore your own unconscious biases as well. So with that, I'll leave you. As always, take the time to get clear on your goals and take the time to uncover your unconscious biases and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success.